Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Littlejohn and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Well, we are back with the True Wealth Radio Show. As you can tell, it is not David Littlejohn on the radio right now, it is Katie Shook. Um, it is an all female radio show today. So, I have a special guest with me today. David is not on the show. He is in an undisclosed location at this moment. Um, and my guest today is Crystal Unruh. Hey, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Katie. <laughs> so um, I, uh, anytime David is unavailable, I always go, okay, what kind of radio show can we do? Um, and it's been on my heart and on, on my mind a lot lately about, sorry, I'm like stumbling over my words already about small businesses and about how, just kind of how everybody is doing. I call it the friend check, right? Like I've noticed right now with COVID, with this pandemic going on, that I find myself every time I'm in the car calling a friend, right? And it's kind of like a, hey, are you okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> like just kind of, you know, it's a weird kind of check-in I, and I get that, but um, but like I said, I, I think about all of the small businesses. You know, we live in Roseburg. There's what, about 20,000 population, would you say? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so it's a small town, right? And so there's a lot of, you know, what they would refer to as mom and pop shops, right? Like a lot of really small businesses here in town. Um, and I kind of wonder, how the pandemic's affecting them. And so I'm trying to reach out as much as possible to friends and family um, that are small business owners, just kind of to say hi. But um, so I brought Crystal on the show today. And yes, I actually call her Crystal in public, even though she's my mama. Um, but you and I've been, you and I've actually worked together, gosh, like over 20 years now. Yeah, since I think you were about 10 or 11, <laughs> something like that. I put you okay, to work. Almost over 30 years now. <laughs> I put you to work. <laughs> And I have been very open about my age. I'm 40 years old. I turned 40 in December. I do not worry about age. And, you know, a lot of women do. I don't care. I'm happy to admit my age because I feel like I've learned a lot in the 40 years I've been on this planet. But this is a unique time we're in right now. Definitely. Like, I mean, in the 40 years that I've been alive, I don't remember ever going through anything like this when I was little. No. The the, the closest thing to this, in, for me anyway, in, as far as businesses, was right after 9-11 was a little scary but other than that you know this is very unique i mean do you remember anything you know growing up childhood teenage years 20s where um there was a health crisis of some sort or like, i mean it's interesting too that you said you know like the closest thing that you can kind of recall as far as affecting businesses was 9 11 right like that was a terrorist attack right. i mean that wasn't an outbreak and I know we've had like avian flu and bird flu and we've had mosquitoes and like I feel like every year we kind of get something but this pandemic is something different yeah I, I would agree it's a it's affected businesses more than I think any other thing in the past because it isn't it isn't individual right like right. I remember you know when they were talking about mosquitoes or they were talking about the bird flu it felt a little bit more um not centralized, but like kind of like in pockets, right? Like, oh, there's a little pocket here and there's a little, but it wasn't like, it didn't seem to affect the crisis level, maybe on such a broad scale or on a severity that this pandemic has. Right. Um, yes. I mean, it's kind of, everything that we're experiencing is for the first time. And I think for me, having little kids, having a seven and a nine year old, that is the hardest thing to explain to them, right? Because this is pretty severe for little kids like they don't really have anything to compare it to i mean i thomas and i my husband and i have 9 11 like that was probably the biggest thing in our life 
before this. Correct. Yeah. Right. And so, right. but you're saying even in your lifetime, like that's kind of one of the biggest moments that you remember. Yeah, I don't. I I and my my parents both had their own businesses as well, small businesses, and I don't ever recall anything affecting their businesses anywhere, even remotely close to something like this. Nothing. In fact, nothing. It was just you know. I mean, there were good times and there were bad times, and you know, businesses go up and businesses go down. But it was just a cycle, a business cycle, not related to something like this. Right. Like I don't remember ever having anything where businesses were like mandatory shutdowns. Right. You know, something where it was like a broad sweeping brush. Right. Um, And so, you know, I feel like there's so much negativity right now. Right. Like, I mean, I'm on Facebook. I know you're on Facebook, too. Um, And I feel like a lot of times when I log on to Facebook that I just kind of I'm almost inundated with like the negativity. Right. And so it makes it hard. Um, Either that or like kitten pictures right because everybody's like take a break here's a yeah. kitten picture yeah. <laughs> right there's there's no middle ground in there it's like really bad or really dumb yeah <laughs> but no middle ground but what i what i wanted to do today for the show you guys as you guys are listening to the true wealth show on tuesday here at four o'clock is i want to talk about the silver linings behind covid right i like i want to talk about our blessings i think when you have a chance to sit back it's very easy to focus on the negative, right? I mean, it's, and be careful when you do that because it can be very easy to get depressed. It can be very easy to kind of stew in your own juices. Right. And I, and, and it's hard when there's lots of negativity inundating you from the media, from social media. Yeah. Sometimes you have to actually, it's easy to get caught up in that. And then you have to kind of take a step back and make yourself look at things a different way try to anyway right and, and, and sometimes it helps if you have somebody that you can talk to and say hey you know let's let's talk about our blessings so I want to talk about the blessings behind COVID that sounds really funny because everybody's like oh it's a really bad disease how is there blessings um, and and I want to talk about not only how it's affected small businesses but how some small businesses have risen right like we one of the terms that's been thrown around a lot lately is necessity breeds invention Right. Like sometimes when you're forced to kind of deal with certain things, then you're also forced to kind of change things. Right. And not sometimes it's unwillingly. Yeah, right. <laughs> sometimes Kicking the changes. And fighting. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the changes are forced upon you versus you wanting to do them. But, right. you know, change can be good. And I wanted to give you guys an hour of uplifting like I wanted to talk about the blessings I wanted to talk about and yes I'm using the word blessings I realize that can be a very churchy word but you can call it you know the power of positivity or just looking at you know the silver lining and everything right like let's turn that gray cloud upside down let's look at the silver lining and let's let the sun come out a little bit um so again this is going to be the small business show uh we're going to start by saying Crystal what is your small business so my small business is Create and Sip Studio. I'm downtown, directly across from the courthouse. Uh, we're in our sixth year of business um, from the time that we started this, and it's grown into a nice little business. We, we weren't even sure we would survive the first year. Would you know? Would people come and paint and sip? Um, but people love it, and um, our families love it. We do adults and kids, and we do public classes. We do private parties as well um corporate stuff quite a bit of corporate stuff as well parties and team building that type of thing okay and what did your business look like prior to covid 
Um, so we were just clicking right along, you know, doing a lot of, uh, we had made it through the holidays, which is always our busiest time of the year, November and December. We were just uh, just so busy this, this November and December with a lot, a lot of private parties, um, which we've built through the years. And just everything seemed great, you know. Um, we always know we have a little bit of slowdown after the holidays, the beginning of the year. But we were not prepared for being shut down. I think it was in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like with less than a week notice, they closed, you know, we, we had to close our doors. So that was kind of like, wow, now what? You know, so um, that was tough. I would, I would assume that would be really jarring as it an was, owner. Like, I mean, just feeling kind of sideswiped by it. Well, it's you're not used to not being able to make decisions about your business. And in this case, we couldn't make that decision. We were forced to, to shut down. And um, so, you know, I went home and kind of had a, had a few days of just sitting watching Netflix mostly during the day, <laughs> which is something I never do. I never relax or, um, you know. Take that kind of time for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I started, you know, thinking, okay, get up, let's, you know, do something. And so I love to garden. So I finally got out, started gardening, put in a couple of planter boxes and really spent some time doing something that I always love to do, but usually don't have the time to really enjoy. So that part was actually quite nice once I kind of got out of my head about the business for a little bit so so it gave your it gave you a little uh, a little rest it's a little temporary rest now yeah. in the beginning when this all happened back in march what what kind of thoughts did you have like did you think it was just going to be temporary did you think it was going to be like did you anticipate that the shutdown would last this long i actually didn't i thought you know, in the beginning, I thought, okay, we might be shut down for a month or two. Um, I really didn't anticipate it. Um, I thought maybe by June it would be over. You know, I, I really had, I guess I had a, had that idea that this is, wasn't going to be so extended or so bad. But um, obviously I wasn't correct on that part. But um well, yeah, I, 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 I feel like that's a common thread. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a lot of businesses were like, ah, you know, we'll just so weather she, the storm and bunker down. And, you know, it's it's OK. It's going to hurt. But, you know, one month's worth of revenue, we might be OK. Yeah. We, we kind of had a more of a short term plan than a long term plan, for sure. Um, and I'm still we still don't know what to do on the long term. I mean, it's, there's still so much up in the air that it's it's just really hard to plan for. Um, luckily, we've been able to <clears throat> come up with a few change, complete changes to our business that helped us actually thrive during this um, part, um, which uh, we, so I had a a friend back in Chicago who we licensed a lot of artwork from, and she was doing an art in a box type kit. And so I talked to her initially and I thought, you know, I think I'm gonna try this. People can't come in. Um, Maybe they would like to paint at home. We had a lot of regulars that came almost every week. So I know they were missing it. They were telling me on Facebook, we miss not painting. So we decided to do this art in a box, and um, we licensed them through her. We created some of our own, thanks to Katie and my other artists. <laughs> yeah, by Katie, the way, if you, don't, if you don't know, I do have a little bit of a dog in this fight. So family business, yes, I help my mom out part-time. Yeah. Um, I, I love working for Little John Financial Services. Of course, that is my, my day job, and then Crate and Sip is my other job, and um, and I feel very blessed to have both and uh, to be able to they're, – they're so different. Yeah. Right. Like financial oh, services and numbers and paperwork. And then to go into a studio and be able to create and have that kind of artistic 
amount like it's for me it's a big stress reliever as funny as that is most people would think teaching an art class would be very stressful right. and i actually i enjoy the crowd i enjoy the camaraderie and the people um so it was hard for me even as an artist um you know who works for you part-time too to also not have that anymore i felt like all of a sudden i was cut off from a lot of friendships that i've made over right. clients that we've built relationships with so yeah. it was a very uh interesting time yep. right yep so it's it's crazy like all the stuff but so you created you so you started this art in a box right so necessity breeds invention and you yep. sat so there and a month into covid went let's well try it's this. not going away <laughs> right try we're, this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still closed it's not going away i don't right. know what to do right so what can i do that is an off shoot of my current business right so you didn't change businesses like you didn't right. change what you're doing but you changed how you're doing it. Right. It's kind of, it, it's a lot, you can kind of align it with restaurants that all of a sudden had to do takeout. And that's basically what we were doing. We were just doing art takeout, you know, and. I like that, art takeout. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it and described that way. Appropriately, we packed them in pizza boxes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had, so if, if there's a shortage of pizza boxes, it's Crystal's fault, no. Yeah, uh, so it was interesting because we started with 100. I, I bought supplies because I had to get all these different supplies and brushes and, you know, how were we going to package the paint and, and what were we going to put them in and all the, there was a lot of, a lot of pieces that go into that box. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there just for a second. Cause I know that we're coming up on a break, but, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about what that looked like to transition your business, right? When you're used to kind of having everything at your fingertips to now packing it all up to go. The things that people don't understand when you all of a sudden change your business model. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. So stick around. This is Katie Shook and, and Crystal Enroo. And you have News Radio 1240 KQEN. And we're back. So you have Katie Shook and Crystal Enroo. And we are talking about. COVID-19 and small businesses, right? We're talking about how necessity breeds invention. And right before we went to the break, we were talking about the logistics of changing your business model, right? So right. like, you know, in the first segment, we were talking about, um, you know, you own Create and Sip Studio. It's located here. So it's it's a mom and pop business, right? You don't have other locations. It's one location. Correct. Um, under 100 employees. Five, yeah. specifically. <laughs> right? Yes. Does family count? Um, and mom, and, mom and pop and daughter. Yeah, mom and pop and daughter. I, I somehow am automatically on payroll at places that I'm not sure I even signed up for. No, that's okay. I, you know, I feel very fortunate that I get to work with my family and that I get along with them so well. So I know not everybody feels that way about their family and not everybody can do that. So that's true. I feel very blessed that I, I've had the opportunity to work alongside my mother for so many years. Um, but so talking about create and sip, um, so you basically said, okay, well, we, oh, we were forced to shut down. We had to, you know, take a step back. This pandemic wasn't going away and we had to change what we were doing. Right. So right. you said you were offering art takeout. I love that, by the way. I've never <laughs> heard her refer to it as that art in a box. So she were offering art takeout. What were some of the things that you came across in the logistics of changing your business model? What are some of the things that people don't see? So it, it, first of all, getting all of the supplies here was challenging to say the least um, because there was so many parts in each kit. Um, and, and 
the different suppliers that we use, some are art companies, some, some which some of the art companies, the corporate companies were shut down. So they weren't shipping. And so we had to be very resourceful to get the supplies um, that we needed on a regular basis. And the, the, what made it more difficult was that they were so successful that they, they were just flying out the front door. And so we had to constantly be reordering and trying to get the supplies here for every single box to keep up with the demand. So it way exceeded your expectation of what you thought would happen. Yes, definitely, by far. And so, and then, um, and retraining our employees that we weren't teaching art classes now. Now we were an assembly line and having to pack everything and make sure everything was in the box. And and it involved, in many cases, shipping, um, which we had never really done before. Um, And also... Uh, arranging pickups for people to come and get their kits. So and to do can, it in a safe manner, right? right? Because everybody had to be social distanced and they had to have a mask. And Right. Right. Okay. Um, but, it, it, you know, people were so excited. They were grateful. We had uh, kits for adults and kids. So the nice thing was under, under this, um, parents could be painting what they wanted to paint and kids could be painting with, you know, something different, but they could be doing it together. And then the other thing that I thought was really cool was that we would have people order kits for here, but then they would order a kit to be sent to Colorado and another kit to be sent to Idaho or somewhere else where they were shipping them to their family members. And then they were all getting on Zoom and painting together, like for Mother's Day, for instance. And so it was really neat to see that. And they loved it. And they loved the fact that they could do it on their own time. If they wanted to stop in the middle of it, they could, you know, we, we had videos on YouTube and that was their, how they got the instruction, but they could control that at their own pace. So people really, really liked them and we're continuing to offer them. Um, and I think as, as we're kind of moving into a little different direction, the, when we reopened, we, that kind of slowed down, but now it's picking up again. And I think people are just feeling like, yeah, maybe I want to just do this at home again. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes this year, but... We're, well, we're definitely glad that we added it to our business. So you brought up something too, right? You've now taken a small, local, regional mom and pop business and turned it to a national business, right? right. right? So like, and like you said, the logistics of shipping things to Florida, shipping things in places that you have to think about packaging, you have to think about how it ships, what to wrap. Right. Um, so, and by the way, we were when we were talking about the logistics of changing your business model. So before, if you came into Create and Sip, you'd get like a plate of paint with all your paints on it. Well, you can't put a plate of paint in a box, right? Because right. it's going to get all over the place. Right. And then you're going to have paint on your canvas that you don't want. So you had to find a new forms of packaging. That's so right. So what were the uh, creative things that you had to do? Or like, what are some of the things that you're like, that is a really weird thing, but it totally worked for what we were accomplishing? So the one thing that that was the that just worked perfectly for us, and I didn't even know they existed till we started doing this, was we were trying to determine what we could ship the paint in in the right amounts, which is kind of a small amount, you know, for these size canvases. And it, we ended up finding empty lip gloss tubes. Really, um, lip yeah. gloss tubes? Lip gloss tubes. So they unscrew. They have a the one cap that has the little hole in it, and then a secondary cap. And we found if we put our paint in a like a ketchup bottle, the kind you buy at the Dollar Tree with a pointed end of it. Right. Like a condiment could, bottle. Of condiment sort, bottle. Yeah. We could fill these tubes very quickly 
and secure them with the lids so that we weren't worried about them leaking. Um, and it kept the paint fresh as well, which is always a concern. But um, considering each kid had roughly usually five to seven of them, we filled thousands of those lipstick tubes with paint through that month. And that was my husband's job, bless his heart. <laughs> he would sit there and just squeeze paint into these lipstick tubes. Yeah, go glitter all Gary, day. by the way. <laughs> Here's a <laughs> shout out to, to Gary, my papa. Because yeah. I believe when we counted it at one point, he had filled over 5,000 lip gloss tubes Correct. full of paint. So yeah. let me tell you, if you've ever filled 100 of something, you're kind of over it. Try right. doing 5,000. <laughs> yeah, and we had to, you know, not every not every painting had the same colors. And so it it's... It, Again, it was a process, making sure they got the right colors in there. Um, another thing that we did that was kind of interesting is we wanted people to have some kind of something to cover their table um, to protect it, you know, so that they weren't getting paint on their good furniture or whatever. And we found there was a black, um, it's actually a pee pad for a dog. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But it's 24 by 24 and it's absorbent and plastic. And then when they're done, they can throw it away. And it, it, they just work perfectly. But the funny thing on that was I was ordering a, from a company on Amazon and I got a notice from them when I tried to reorder that I had exceeded my allotted amount. And I'm thinking, why would you only be allowed to buy so many pee pads? But why they would, would not, you? That I don't know. They would not let me reorder. So I had to find another company that basically made something like that. But I was like, really? Like, I what if you if have, have a lot of dogs? You know? Well, I wonder if it goes back to, like, the toilet paper shortage. Like, I wonder if people were substituting pee pads for toilet paper. I, I don't know. That's so weird. I wonder why that was. I don't know. But they work perfectly. So it's like you have to think outside the pizza box. And <laughs> so pizza box, lip gloss tubes, and puppy pee pads. Puppy pee pads. All right. See, so, it's so you have to think about an artist's mind and how we work. <laughs> Necessity breeds invention, folks, right? So it's when and, – and, I love the fact that you think outside the box, right? Like yeah. you're willing to take suggestions. <laughs> um, you know, it's so hard when you're kind of doing it on the fly, right? And I think a lot of times as business owners, you have to kind of go, well, we're going to go down this path. And and I keep joking around that the path is not a highway. It is not a straight path these days. It is like going on an off-road excursion with bumps and lumps and being in a four-wheel drive vehicle, right? Like you are getting oh, yeah. tossed and turned <laughs> and dipped all over the place. Like it's, you know, I know from personally helping you and kind of working there, I'm going to give a little bit of insight, but like you had a couple times to rearrange how the assembly line flowed or how we did it. You know, we went through multiple modifications of packaging um, you know, it's like, oh, we did it this way originally, but we forgot that thing. Or, you know, right. we, we needed to add this to it to make it better. Stuff that could be reproducible, right? right. Because and it's like, well, if that person isn't here, we need to make sure that if somebody else is doing it, they know what they're doing. Right. So it's, it's you know, one thing to go, hey, we're going to change it. It's another thing to develop a whole new process to an offshoot of a business, right? It's still an art business. You're still providing art for people now nationwide. Um, but being able to, but how you do it, how you provide it is completely different from your original business model. Yeah. And it was. getting into Crate and Sip six years ago, this was not even on the radar, right? No, like doing this kind not, of thing yeah. was not even on the radar. So again, a silver lining behind this is now you have this business that you can run simultaneously, right? Like it's not, it's not going to hinder or hurt your current business, right? So Correct. when the pandemic settles down, 
and you're able to open up again, you can still offer art in a box, right? So it's like right. you kind of created a business within a business. Right. Because um, I think that's one of the things, too, that we look at, right? Like, is it's like, okay, well, if I offer this, is it going to, is that business going to go down once the other one picks up? Or is it something that can stabilize? Right. right? I mean, is it just something that's an added, is an added extra to your company? Right. Or is it something that you're like, well, since we can't produce it this way, we're going to do it this way, right? And then, and so it's more of a teeter-totter, right? Like when right. one goes up, the other goes down and vice versa. Right. So there's a lot of interesting twists and turns that can happen to a small business when you're sitting there thinking about it. But one thing that I would suggest as you guys are listening to Crystal tell her testimony, right, on running a small business here in Roseburg is collaboration, right? Like right. having people that are business-minded that you can share ideas with, right? Someone you trust, someone that you feel either understands business, and it may be a friend, it could be a neighbor, it can be a coworker. Um, I, funny enough, Crystal and I collaborate a lot over a meal. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's usually <laughs> over food. And, and I will tell you, well, there's a lot of business done over lunch. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. A lot of business done over lunch, um, even now. But it's it's being able to collaborate, right? Being able to say, hey, I'm thinking about it, this idea, and get somebody that you feel has a creative mind, somebody that might think outside the box a little bit for you if that's not your strong suit. Right. And sit there and figure out how you can twist your current business model, right? Tweak it a little bit to still provide the need that you're providing, but maybe do it in a different manner. Right. Um, and, and those are the things, again, the, the silver linings, right? Like you now created a business within a business that you never even knew that you could do right. or that existed. For, for, and for just like for another thought on that, like we always know. Keep going. You're good. Uh, we <laughs> always know that Christmas is our busiest time of the year. And we don't know that this year because of what's going on. So we are actually uh, gearing up for the Art in the Box Christmas um, where we we can do our Christmas paintings, but people, like, once again, they can, can do them order them as own. presents or have them shipped to their relatives or do it all together, you know, where families may not be getting together for Christmas. So it'll That's just true. be another avenue. We're working on some designs right now. Um, Christmas in July. You Christmas gotta love in it. July. <laughs> and it may sound like, wow, that's really early, but it's not because it takes us a while. We have to do production. We have to videotape the YouTubes. And so it, it takes a little bit, uh, actually quite a bit of time for each kit to come to fruition. We have to paint the samples. and So that's a so. good point. Let's talk about how logistics happen, right? Like the things behind the scenes that people don't see. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about that when we get back. The things that other people don't see when you create a business within a business. So this is Katie Shook. And Crystal Lennon. And you have News Radio 1240 KQEN. And welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. You have your hostess with the mostest, Katie Shook. And in studio today with me is... Crystal Linru. Also my mama. I always say that. I don't even know why I get this weird accent. My mama. Like I'm a little five-year-old with like a curtsy in the bow. She's my mama. I'm just proud of you. I just love you so much. I love you too. And um, the, yeah, so today we're talking about small business. We're talking about COVID, right? Like how COVID's affected small businesses. Some of the things that small businesses have had to do. Some of the weird things you've had to face. And some of the silver linings. I want to keep the show positive, right? So we've we've talked about the fact that we all thought this pandemic was going to be over in like a month, maybe two, right? Like I clearly expected everything to kind of reopen by June. I did too. I was just like, eh, it'll be a couple months. It'll be kind of rough, but we'll, we'll, we'll hunker down and then 
it won't matter, right? Like we'll just move on with our life and life will go about it. And then June came around and that wasn't happening. And I was like, oh man, like I really have to stop thinking short game and start thinking long term, right? Like how is this really going to affect me long term? And and I think the hardest part for me, I will tell you, is as a logistics person and a planner and uh, someone who likes to check boxes, which I have openly admitted many, many times on the radio, not knowing is driving me crazy. It's like, hard. Not being able to plan drives me crazy. Right. Like or I you plan and then it's changed next week. Oh, <laughs> not right. because you want to. Right. And then, and again, it's it's always it's the control thing, right? Like when you have a plan and you change it, you're like, well, I'm in control of it, and I chose to change it. When you have a plan and somebody else changes it, you're like, duh. It's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> so I will tell you, as a planner, not being able to plan is very frustrating. Right. Because right? it's like oh, I yeah. want to be able to go, OK, these are the steps or these are the boxes that I need to check to get to point B. And I can't do that because it there is no path right now. Like it's really tricky. Like we're trying to navigate this pandemic the best we can. And the rules keep changing and the government keeps making new announcements. So, you know, we're all kind of just shooting from the hip a little bit. Right. It's like, well, what's the next news that's going to come out and how are we going to adjust to that? So we're all kind of adjusting behind the scenes. But speaking of which, I'm going to talk a little bit behind the scenes because when a small business changes their business model, right, or adjusts their business model for this pandemic, which a lot of small businesses have started to do, like you said, restaurants are starting to do takeout, right? right? Well, they may have done some takeout before, right? But the percentage of takeout compared to now is completely different, right? So like, what does that assembly line look like? What kind of supplies or... um you know, if you had those things as part of your business before, maybe it's exponentially bigger, right? right. It was one yeah. thing when you're like, oh, takeout was 10% of my business and now it's 90% of my business. Right. It's like, okay, well, the supply chain looks different. And let's admit it, the supply chain is broken right now, right? Yes. Like even <laughs> trying to get supplies. Mm -hmm. So I know that one of the things you faced with Create and Sip was the fact that a lot of canvases came from China. That's right. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're still we're still in a tariff war out of everything else with the pandemic right. with China. Like we're still, you know, we're still battling it out over shipping things from country to country. Um, you know, we don't realize how many things we import or export. And right. so trying to get supplies, trying to figure out how to substitute supplies. Right. It's like, well, we can't get that. I mean, there's been times when hamburger joints have been out of hamburger. Right. It's like, how do you have a hamburger restaurant? No hamburger. Right. But again, supply chain break. Right. So it's right. like trying to adjust. Um, so, so our, so the art business actually, as, as I started looking into it more and more is heavily produced in China. It's not just the canvases, it's the brushes, the paint, it's the paint. It's so, you know, a lot of the chemicals that we need are produced in China and we actually had to resource uh, a whole different canvas vendor because we were worried about being able to get them. Now it's kind of eased up a little bit, but we were being told no more canvases till November. Well, November? November. And wow. I'm like, we can't wait till November to order more canvases. And that yeah. was like in May. That's not like yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was It was about a month ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe. So it was in June. June. Okay. Um, so we had to really start sourcing other places. And actually, we found one that they're made in Vietnam. So. <laughs> How random is that? So I was like, oh, okay. And actually, they're kind of nice. <laughs> But it, but again, so like thinking on thinking on the fly, right? Trying to figure out like, well, I can't get it here, so where can I get it? What can I get? And and the reason we're bringing up this right about the supply chain being broken is there's a lot of thing that's a lot of things that small businesses are doing behind the scenes to try to still provide 
the consumer with a quality product, right? But they may have had to change how they do it. Or like you said, getting supplies, right? It's like, well, you know, I can get paint, but I can't get it tomorrow like I'm used to. It has to be like next week or six weeks from now or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, and so the one thing that I would, uh, I guess, ask of you as a listener is be patient with your small businesses. You know, realize they are not the Amazons of the world, right? They do not have 24-hour shipping. <laughs> right. They do not have the infrastructure to bring you things that quickly. And I think sometimes in an Amazon world where we're used to Prime just showing up at our door all the time, we're not thinking about where Amazon even gets some of the supplies, right? So, right. I mean, they still have to source it from those countries. They still have to source it from those vendors. And if factories are shut down, right, things are shut down. I mean, you had vendors not only saying like, well, we're short on supplies, but like literally whole vendors shutting down, just saying right. like, we're not even operating. Like we've closed our doors. Like there isn't right. anybody. There is no call center. Right. So, you know, it's like we have a warehouse, but it's empty. There's nobody there to even package your product to get it to you. So yeah. actually it, the, the the largest wholesaler in the United States, which is DecoArt, which is the little tubes you see, Oliver, Michaels, those, they were sh- completely shut down, completely shut down. And so that's affected. If you go in the store, sometimes you see those shelves, there's none available. They are reopened partly now, but that was scary because they were kind of the number one company in the United States that was a distributor so and they weren't distributing they weren't distributing they were completely shut down well and even that right like so you brought up michael's a local chain store um who you know you think of these big box stores like oh they have this great supply chain they've even been affected by the infrastructure right like by about logistics i mean it's like well like you said shelves were a little more empty and guess what there are certain things that turned on and actually sold more right michael's probably sold more art supplies during COVID because people were looking for things to do at home. People were buying more art supplies. It's just that the supplies were getting more limited. So, that, so it, it's it was, both. So it it's was an a, increase in demand and a right. decrease in supply. Yeah. So it was very tricky for a lot of people. Economics of one-on-one from high school, right? <laughs> right? Supply and demand. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so what are some words of advice? And again, silver linings. What are some of the things during COVID that you've kind of gone, huh, as you've sat back and thought about your business or thought about where it is now and where it's going for the future? So I think one of the things that has always served me well in businesses is that a lot of times you may be lying awake at night trying to think and you'll get an idea, and, but you don't act on it. And so sometimes you get an idea and you're like, you know, try exploring that a little bit more and saying, well, let's try this. And it may be something you haven't done before like that, that we did. But it can it could benefit you tremendously. So don't be afraid to try maybe starting on a smaller scale, try something completely different and see what the reaction is or how well you do with it. And you might be pleasantly surprised that that was a good thing to do instead of not doing anything. That that's my would be my word of advice. Try try different things. I mean, if you're shut down, what have you got to lose if you can try something a little bit different that can still help you generate some business or stay in business well and again it may be just tweaking what you already have right right Right. like I think about some of the wineries in the area that instead of producing wine we're producing hand sanitizer right and you're like what hand sanitizer it's like well we have the bottling equipment yeah we have the processes in place right it's just changing the formula or like a couple of them did you know um, wine taste at home kits where they offered like three or four different wines in a selection and tasting notes so that people could do that at home or they did 
um, sangria kits, you know, or just they were trying also different things that people could do at home, but yet um, still using their products. So right, so it's 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 looking at your offering, right? Your offering to the community. Right. Can you still offer what you are known for in a different way, right? So like you know the art to go, the art in a box is your ability to offer art classes in a different way, right? Um, you know, as a consumer, just remember supply chain broken. We know that. We've <laughs> talked about that a lot, right? Especially especially toilet paper in the very beginning. Supply chain very broken. Um, but just realize that, you know, there are small businesses that are struggling. So A, support your small businesses. You know, try to try to support your mom and pop shops as much as you can. But think about what they are trying to do to reinvent themselves right now, right? Like this is an uncertain time that we have. Like there are no rules for this, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of ruined every economic <laughs> study that I've ever known. You know, like you said, when you're when your your parents have owned small businesses, and it's like, well, we know that there's economic cycles, right? We know there's ups and downs. I mean, the stock market's the same way, right? We know there's ups and downs, but we know in general the world goes forward. Right. But it's like, what do you do when the world hits the pause button? Right. And I don't think. I mean, it's interesting. These textbooks are being written right now about how to deal with this, right? This is the case study that everybody is going to be putting under a microscope 10 years from now. What happened during the 2020 pandemic? So, and it's and it's interesting too in the time in the world that we live in because everything's so global, right? Yes. Like it's not it's not regional or national as much as it's global. Right. You know, I mean, Amazon's a great push on that, right? It's like we don't realize how many products that we source from other countries, from other manufacturers, from all different places. And you don't know that until that supply chain's broken. And then you're like, oh yeah, that comes from this country. And you know, they're right. they're heavily affected. Um, you know, I keep talking about travel. I, 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 I just wanna get on an airplane and go visit somewhere <laughs> fun. Um, but that supply chain's broken, right? Like right. airplanes mm-hmm. are rerouting things. They don't have as many flights every day. Um, you know, travel destinations are hurting financially too. So how can we, support the small businesses and keep them going through this pandemic. We're going to take our last break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the support we can offer in the silver linings. This is Katie Shook and with me, Crystal Unruh, and you have News Radio 1240 KQEN. All right, home stretch of the True Wealth Radio Show. This is your host, Katie Shook, and in studio with me today is... Crystal and Rue. Also my mama. Sorry, I have to do that every single time. It's just because I love her so much. Um, David is not here today, as you can tell. He is in an undisclosed location, which he may disclose to you later. Um, We today have been talking about small businesses. And why do I bring this up? Because we talk about a lot of different topics here on the True Wealth Radio Show. And we talk about how money touches your life, right? And uh, there are many small business owners right now who are struggling. And so we're trying to bring some positivity to the world, some blessings. We're here to talk about the silver linings behind COVID, right? Breeding, necessity breeds invention. Breeding new uh, life into your business, maybe in a different way you'd never thought before. Maybe having some weird spinoff of your business um, that you had never thought about before. Um, But we're talking about some of the behind the scenes, right? We've talked about logistics can be different. Sometimes the supply chain's broken, hard to get stuff. Um, but there, there can be a lot of good and positivity that we can put into the world right now, um, and helping support local businesses. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, you know, again, true wealth is all about how the the memories and the things that we, the memories that we form with each other, 
right? And it's, but it mm-hmm. is about money. It's about how the money affects and touches your life. And by the way, if you have questions about money, you can always call Little John Financial Services, 541-375-0898. You can reach us on Facebook, email us, info at littlejohnfs.com. Um, and if you're interested in Crate and Sip, if you're interested in Art in a Box, you can also reach Crystal Howe. Um, you can, we're on Facebook as well, Crate and Sip Studio, and um, our website is createandsipstudio.com. Right. Um, so, yep, you can call the studio, you can reach out through Facebook. Yep. Um, there's a lot of interesting things. So, and and I realize, yes, I've said multiple times that I love my mama, but she's a great businesswoman here in the community, and she she's doing things to bring positivity. On that last little silver lining, I'm going to talk about something that actually doesn't have to do with supporting your business, but how you have chosen to support the community during this time. Can you tell the, our listeners what you have outside your door? Um, so or what you're bringing back, yeah. I guess. So when, it, we were, when we were first shut down for COVID, I was cleaning up my pantry, you know, doing those little things that we never get to. And I had excess food that I didn't. I had too much of one thing or the other. So I ended up putting a table outside our studio. And then I posted on Facebook um, if you have, you know, if you're cleaning out your pantry or you have some extra stuff, people are hurting downtown. Um, and so we did that for about three months, I think. And a lot of it started pre-stimulus check, right? So it like was all of a sudden yes. people weren't working. There was a lot more of like, where am I going to get my groceries from? I have no money kind right. of thing. Right. And people and uh, customers of ours and people that live in the area were just wonderful. Um, there was a few people that brought food on a regular basis. Um, and I had so many people that live downtown, some homeless and some not that just said, you have no idea what a big difference it made. Sometimes it was our food for the day. And and we had a, a sign on there, you know, just take what you need. And because people are like, don't they take it all? And I said, no, they were very respectful. They took what they needed. Um, and some we saw regularly, you know, and um, but very some heartfelt stories that they told me. So I had a thought that I think I'm gonna bring back and that right now is that everybody's got all their gardens up and going and excess of a lot of too many tomatoes. Oh, let's be honest, it's zucchini. (laughs) Zucchini. It's zucchini. Like Whatever you have. So I think we're gonna um, hopefully maybe by the end of this week put out a um, just a harvest blessings table and if you have excess stuff that you have in your garden, because you know if you don't use it, whether you have too many peaches or fruit. And actually, some of the people, particularly the homeless people, said, you know, we just never get any fresh fruit. Fruit and vegetables. Fresh fruit and Perishables. vegetables. Perishables. And they said, you don't know how good that tastes to us, you know. And so I think we're going to start that back up again and just um, have a, you know, a harvest blessings table. And if you have some extra stuff, it's... We'll have it out. You just drop it off. and Now, really quick, did you ever find a refrigerator to plug in outside? I did not. Okay. So I'm going to throw this out there just to all you listeners. If you have an old used fridge that you would like to donate, call Crystal at Create and Sip because the hardest part that they have right now, especially when they're trying to bless the community, is keeping the food from perishing. And let's be honest, it's 102 outside, so it's going to perish quickly. So we're looking for a gently used, you know, or used refrigerator. Still working, please. Don't all of a sudden have 50 refrigerators show up (laughs) to our studio. But something that we can plug in outside so that we can keep perishables cold so that they don't perish as easily and something that people can kind of come and go in and out of. Um, That would be nice. Right. So give Crystal a call, 541-219-2660, if that's something that you have that you would like to bless the community with. Um, But again, silver linings, right? Like being able 
able to fill a need that you didn't know you had and continuing to fill that blessing. Um, and I just want to say thank you for coming on the show to meet with me today and sharing your personal story about your business through this whole entire crazy pandemic that we're going through, but also just shedding some like laughter and some funny things that have happened, <laughs> right? Because I, and, and I think personal testimonies are so important because right. we learn from them. Right. right. When we share our experiences, we learn together and we grow together. And I think that's so important. And that sense of community comes into. Um, and those are things, by the way, at Little John Financial Services, I miss seeing our clients. Like I love hearing their voices on the telephone, but I miss seeing them in person because you do build that sense of community and relationship with your clientele, just as you have with Create and Sip. So. I just want to remind you guys, you know, support local as much as you can. Support the mom and pop businesses because they're struggling right now, right. right? And if you are laying in bed thinking, how can I help the community? If you come up with an idea, you know, be able to share it. And I realize sometimes that's hard approaching maybe another business owner and saying, hey, I had this weird idea that might work for your business. But sometimes they need creative people to do that with. Well, we're out of time, folks. There's the music. Um, I appreciate you so much tuning in to the True Wealth Radio Show today. This is Katie Shook and Crystal Emery. And you have News Radio 1240, KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.